This week's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Comixology. Are you tired of your favorite movies getting pushed back again and again and again and being stuck inside and not being able to do anything or go see anything fun? Check out Comixology.com. Read all the stories that all of these movies are based on and get in the know. Comixology.com. Sign up for a free Comixology Unlimited trial and you can read everything. You can read The Boys. You can read Lock and Key. You can read Batman. You can read whatever you want. Visit infamouspodcast.com slash comicsology to sign up today. Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. And this is Head Exploded Daryl. Yeah, Daryl just journalism all over the place. So... There's some Daryl journalism over there and some Daryl journalism over there. I'm 40 miles away from Daryl, so I'm, I'm not even sure where the rest of the journalism went. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, make sure you have your shoes on when you step outside. Yeah, we just got done watching just the uh, the Disney investors call, uh, which it works out nice. So there's no Mandalorian review this week um, because Daryl is going to Disney World, the most magical place on Earth. Did you know that it's the most magical in Disneyland? Well, no, no, Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Okay, um, so you just I'm learned still something. Still going with Tahiti. It's a magical place. Well, Tahiti, Tahiti is a magical place, but it's not the most magical place on earth. Uh, that, that's actually true. So he never said it was the most. He magical never did. Place. He did not. He gave it no qualifiers. Damn you, Phil Coulson. Uh Anywho, <laughs> there's a lot that's happened in the last two hours. Uh, I have a- I actually wrote a show rundown. I made all the art for the show, and in the last twenty minutes, I threw all of that away and started over. <laughs> so, um, we <laughs> this <laughs> we might be flying that's by right, the just the first draft, you know. <laughs> we might be flying by the seat of our pants a little <laughs> bit this week. Um, okay, so Disney had their investors call. They had a metric ton of uh, Star Wars announcements and MCU announcements and a bunch of other stuff too. Um, real quick, just gonna call out Mighty Ducks is coming as a series to Disney Plus, and Gordon Bombay is back. I did not see a hint of Spazway in there. And what did I tell you on the phone? If there's no Spazway, I riot. Yep. Charlie Conway is my favorite character in all of the Mighty Ducks. So, I... Man, it's been a while since I've seen... I think I only saw the first one. Oh, dude, they're like, all three really it's good. It's one of those movies... Yeah. Like, I, I want to meet... I know that one. I want to meet Pacey in person and only call him Charlie, Charlie Conway. Like I'm not sure what Pacey's real name yeah, you, is, you, but like, I just want to call him Charlie Conway the whole time. I'm like, dude, Charlie, you are awesome. You're you're the the triple deke. Charlie was great. <laughs> I'm kidding. If I ever meet Joshua Joshua Jackson, I'd probably be like, oh hey, what's up? <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know. Uh <laughs> anyway. So no, that was cool. I was I was very very excited about that because Mighty Ducks is like one of my favorite franchises from from being a kid and while the last two movies do suck uh i do love them <laughs> so guilty pleasures guilty guilty pleasures uh but yeah all right so yeah oh uh 
10 new MCU series, which they did not announce all 10, and 10 new Star Wars series, which they did not announce all 10. But I, I was actually talking to Angel while we were watching this, and I said, I doubt they're even going to announce a movie. But they announced two. So, um, yeah. And none of them belong to Ruin Johnson. So, hooray. Or hurrah. <laughs> However you want to say hey, it. They're winning already. Yeah. So, I mean, right there, they won in my book. It's it, it's done. Like, Star Wars, Star Wars is back. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, and, anyway. And I know we, we talked about it over the, a couple weeks ago when we were saying, hey, if they just do TV shows or what have you you know we'd be fine with it i think i think 10 to 13 episode seasons of the tv shows would actually do them well and they could tell a much longer story and they could even do just one season like um the lando when we'll get to all this but i think the lando one they said this is an exclusive series or an event series so that tells me mini series um but before we start in on the Star Wars. Something else important came out today, yesterday. Um, I, I don't even know what day it is. Is this even real life? Um, <laughs> but uh, Cobra Kai dropped can, the... Can we do the chant? Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> Did that make you... Are you happy now? Anyway. I love that show. Uh, that show is... Yeah. Yeah. You know, welcome to the party, pal. Since you know you just watched it, yeah. Well, that means less time for me to have to wait for season three. I, so. You know, like I, I'm so Winning. happy. Here's the thing: as I'm so happy, people love Cobra Guy. Um, and you're right; you did not have to wait two years like I did and worry that it was never going to happen. So, you know, uh, good on you, good on you. Anyway, so they dropped the season three trailer uh, to d- yesterday. And uh, of as of filming this, and it is an epic third season trailer. I am super excited for it. Um, there's humor, there's drama, there's Miguel Diaz, there's you know, um, Okinawa, which is is really cool. I don't know. What did yeah. you think of it? I so I saw somewhere a couple weeks ago them mentioning something about filming in japan or mm-hmm. what have you so and again the i don't remember the names of the two characters like the so the girl that daniel liked and then his rival in japan yeah. so they're both back yep uh yeah kamiko you know, and chosen you, you saw miguel chosen that's that's yeah. what his name was okay but it you know everything going on with miguel and then you have crease taking over cobra kai mm-hmm there were a couple, there was a couple buddy cop moments between yeah. Daniel and Johnny, which again, I love their scene in season two when they're in the car and yeah. they're like, Oh, you like speed wagon? Yeah. It's, Tank it's and cash are narcotics it, it looks, cops. <laughs> yeah. That was really funny. You do realize you are not cops. Yeah. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, and Daniel's wife slapping crease. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And then, uh, Dimitri looking like he's turning into a bully. Um, you know, I think. Yeah. So, I, so you know, I, I like Ralph Macchio is not the hero of this, right? He's kind of a douche. And I think his yeah. his hubris and his uh, nonsense is is really kind of pushing the the Miyagi-Do guys down a path that he does that Daniel doesn't want them to go. 
but that, um, that, that he can't follow. <laughs> no, but I love when he has Robbie or when, when he has Miguel reaching for the thing and he goes, oh, it's all right. You felt like champion. That was just perfect. I mean, that was the most <laughs> that was the most Johnny Lawrence thing ever. And I loved it. And then they did have that heartfelt moment where he's like, you know, I'm always going to be your teacher. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, helping him up. And yep. so and he took him to Def Leppard, a Def Leppard concert to start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I, I cannot wait for this season. Yeah, it's Jan. Do we know the exact date? It just says January on the uh, on the Netflix uh, or on like the on the I Netflix YouTube. You said January eighth, but okay. I, is that a Friday? I thought I saw somewhere. I uh, I don't know. So, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It it, it looks really cool. Um, it has me excited, and you know one of the the coolest shows to like revisit a uh, a franchise after 30 years that that did it right it is exciting yeah and i i admit i was one of those when i saw it come out i kind of dissed it just like i'm not gonna watch this you know i saw it come stupid. out and i waited until the day it came out and i signed up for for uh, it was used to be called youtube red now it's youtube premium Right. And I never canceled it. Like because I came I've I've become so used to watching YouTube without commercials, I'll never be able to go back. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you and Hulu without commercials. Dude, I, I got the Hulu non commercial plan day one. Like the, as soon as that yeah. thing was out, it's like four bucks for no commercials. Take my money. Like it's worth forty eight dollars a year never to watch a commercial again. <laughs> Especially when they they show the same damn commercials. Dude, like, so, day. you know, I I worked at a place where we uh, we actually advertised on Hulu. And mm-hmm. every time I would watch and they would show our ad and they would show it again, I would mark it down and would call our account rep and be like, okay, I was watching this show from this time to this time and I saw our commercial set in seven seven times in three ad breaks. I'm only paying for one of those because it just kept going over and over and over and over. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, it's, it's nonsense. And, And so, yeah, anyway. All right. So let's dig into the star Wars news. Um, I think the first thing was, was pretty exciting is that, uh, Hayden is coming back. So he's coming back as Vader too, correct? Yes, he's coming back. He's going to be in the uh in the suit playing playing the one and, and the only Dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Vader. Um and and you know, Kathleen Kennedy was like, It's the rematch we've all been waiting for. It's like, um, no, they're not gonna ever meet. Uh unless you're gonna redo a new hope. Or Star Wars, yeah. if you will, episode four during this series. Yeah, she might want to read up on her Star Wars lore. Yeah, she's uh, she's about as caught up on Star Wars as the story group. <laughs> and and your boy, Mister Johnson. <laughs> at least, at least there was no Ruin Johnson trilogy announcement, no Ruin Johnson movie on the slate. Um, but we'll get to the movies later. So, no, they said they're going to start shooting um, the series in January. It begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Revenge of the Sith coming to Disney+. Okay. Plus. Um, 
so yeah, so this will be interesting. I, I, you know, I mean, we know. Well, hold on. Well, yeah, I guess. So this will be six, six years before Ezra goes to Tatooine. When um when he leads Maul to Obi Wan. Okay. So anyway, I don't know. I'm excited. I think it looks pretty good. Um, I don't know. I I was excited to see Hayden coming back. I like Hayden Christensen. I'm I'm a fan. Um, I I think he he seems like a pretty nice guy. And from what everybody's ever said, who's who's talked to him. So yeah, pretty interesting. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I again, I know you're a fan of Hayden, and I actually don't think he did that. I thought he did serviceable in the Revenge of the Sith, and Attack of the Clones wasn't necessarily his fault in the sense of he had terrible a terrible script as so, far as his lines. Here's the thing: and, is I think had we not had Jake Lloyd be the poison pill for Anakin Skywalker in yeah. in in the Phantom Menace, which you know, whatever. I think people would have been more accepting of Anakin, but I also think um, that script is so bad. It has some of the worst dialogue ever. and Like, ever. Yeah. Like, ever. <laughs> and it, it, and so, George, George is not... <laughs> dialogue and directing are not George's strong suits. And that's fine. You know, he's yeah, great. Yeah. He's great at a lot of things. And he's a mm-hmm. he's a good director. He's a he's a good scriptwriter. He's not a great director, nor is he a great scriptwriter. And when you have a young actor like him, like like you know Hayden, and you have an actor that's a blank slate that needs a good director to put out a good performance, like Natalie Portman. Um, I mean, she's just a husk of a person, right? Uh, you're not going to get a lot out of them if you're not next level, right? Plain and simple. But uh but yeah, no, I'm excited. I you know, it starts in January. Deborah Chow, I, I really liked her episodes on, on The Mandalorian season one. I'm excited to see what she does here. Um, you know, we didn't get a whole lot else. We got a little bit of a, a sizzle-ish reel with Obi-Wan, and it's called Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's not called Kenobi. So that was that was something that something else that we learned. Yeah, that's looking forward to well. I'm looking. I'm going to be saying that a lot, so I'm just going to say off this top. I'm looking forward to a lot of these. Yeah. Things. Every time Daryl says "looking forward to it," take a drink. You got to take a drink, and you'll yep. have liver damage within the next ten minutes. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so next up was the announcement of the Mandalorian spinoffs. Spinoffs, mind you, uh, there are two in the works. Uh, the first we knew kind of about was the Ahsoka Tano trailer um the man um well the other thing too is the mandalorian is gonna have season three start on christmas day december 2021 that was announced and so yeah so okay here updated with more info since i I shared the link with you um just as we told you uh this is from deadline just as we told you a mandalorian spinoff series is already in the works from john favreau and dave filoni in fact there are two uh, the Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka Tano, the latter based on the famed Clone Wars character brought to life by Rosario Dawson this past season on The Mandalorian. Lucasfilm boss Kathleen Kennedy announced the news today at the Disney Investor Day, and she expects one of the series to hit next Christmas on Disney Plus. 
that's when she said the flagship Mandalorian will launch its own season three. So maybe we're getting two two seasons uh, concurrently. Um, she also said, um, oh, um, she also gave a look at the Rogue One. Well, we're going to talk about that next. Uh, anyway, so no, I'm, I'm super excited about the Ahsoka. So hopefully that's where we get Ezra and Thrawn as was set up in Chapter 13, The Jedi um, for The Mandalorian this season. Now this other one, <laughs> the Rangers of the New Republic. Um, you know, you listen to a lot of people talk about how good the Mandalorian season it is this season, and it's really, really good. No argument there. And you also hear some of the people that we like to talk, we like to listen to, talking about how the sad thing about this season is that it's leading towards the sequel trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Rangers of the New Republic is definitely leading towards the sequel trilogy. Uh, 100%, right? Right. Now, what other information did they give about this series? Because I, I did see a couple, you know, watch, I think, uh, one of the videos, and it was room, not rumored, but kind of like theorizing that this might be Gina Carano's uh, series, or she might be in this series. No, uh, they didn't. No, they didn't say anything about that. So, okay. Um, some other kind of series that I didn't note, but the Leslie he- Leslie Headland spinoff series, Ac- the Acolyte, uh, is a mystery thriller that's going to take place in the High Republic era. So it's going to be the High Republic era. Um, <laughs> and then Was that what? Huh? When does that? When, the High Republic. How many? That's like, that, that's like a thousand Thousands. years before okay. um, Phantom Menace. So Yoda's like a scant or like Yoda's in it. Yoda's in the High Republic. So he's like Grogu. Um, <laughs> uh, no, he's a little older than Grogu. He's he's like a fully um, grown frog person. Um, <laughs> and then the other one was the Star Wars Visions. Uh, it's an original series of short films from Japanese anime creators. That's coming next year. So, yeah, I, you know, I I think the really big takeaway here is we're getting, um, we're getting Ahsoka like we thought we're getting, and then we're getting some more stuff to build the world of, of the, the post Death Star, post Republic or post, post Republic, post Empire galaxy. Yeah, it's kind of like when you when again, this is perfect time of year when you come down, you see the Christmas the uh, the items under the Christmas tree, and you you, you open a cu- couple of packages, and you're like, okay, I expect to get getting that, and then you open up a few more, and you're like, oh, I did not expect to get this, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, so this was this like this was like today was like Ralphie finding the Red Rider BB gun behind the Christmas <laughs> or behind the radio or radiator wherever it was, not under the Christmas tree where rest, the rest of the presents were. Um, yeah. Okay. So the next one is the bad batch, which right. I just watched that right before. Yeah. So, so everyone kind of theorized that this was coming with the first, uh, four episodes of season seven of the clone wars. They, they introduced the bad batch, which was actually animatics that they had finished for the original run on cartoon network. Um, they changed some of the story, so a little bit of it was actually a surprise for those of us who got to watch the animatics before everything. Because, um, I mean, it was, like, fully done. Uh, it just hadn't been rendered to, you know, be the final product. 
Um, so the Bad Batch is is um, what Battalion Ninety Nine or whatever their um, Group Ninety Nine. Uh, <laughs> they're they're a bunch of clones that have you know deficiencies is is not the right word for it, but that's how they're looked. They're kind of like mutants. One of them is super strong. One of them is super smart. One of them doesn't miss. Kind of like Deadshot. Um, one of them's you know good with computers. And so it's exciting. Like, I think this is cool. There's a rumor that they saved uh, Grogu from the Jedi Temple. Ah, that's, that's interesting. So, so I, di- I didn't, because of kind of like the time crunch when we reviewed the last four, when we were talking about the last four episodes of the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. I only watched those. So I didn't, so I, I can go back and watch yeah, yeah you definitely need to go back seven. and watch the first few Check episodes of season out. seven. It was it was really really good. Um, it, like it kicked season seven off like with a bang. And then they had the that kind of. Oh hey, this Justin Disney raising price of Disney Plus by a dollar a month starting in March. Uh, that's not too bad. Sons of bitches. <laughs> But that that's kind of like par for the course, isn't yeah. it, for these streaming services? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I had to do it. I had meme. to do it. That's yeah. my favorite meme. Um, I actually really Absolutely. like just, like, I mean, you know, I like responding with that meme to things. Um, yeah. Like, no matter what, it's that's my kind of go-to. Um, but, yeah, no, it, so the Bad Batch looks great. The They were a really good uh, – addition to the to the clone wars canon and it'll be good to have you know that kind of animated series back yeah it looked like the sizzle reel that i watched it looked pretty good so all right so kind of to keep rolling uh by the way i caught myself i didn't say (laughs) what i was gonna say (laughs) what what were you gonna say uh yeah Anyway, I don't want people to get drunk. So we got we got uh, the full on announcement for the Cassie and Andor series, just called Andor, uh, which is a prequel to Rogue One. I'm actually really excited about this. I love Rogue One. It is, you know, it's up there for me in the in the top five of uh, favorite Star Wars films. And I really liked Cassian. I thought I thought he was an interesting character. There was um there was a point in, in the script writing where he was actually a double agent for the Empire. So think, he wasn't so yeah. a rebel. He was actually like he was faking being a rebel. And yeah. I I don't know if that that's in here or not, but I really hope it is. Um, I really hope so. Yeah. So we get Alan Tudyk back as as K2SO. Uh Stellan Sarsgaard showing up. Genevieve O'Reilly is is coming back as um I think she was Mom. I think that's who played Mom Mothma in, in Rogue One. Um so yeah, I mean this is this is pretty pretty stinking cool to to see um Cassian so, getting getting the series and and kind of digging more into that pre pre Star Wars post Revenge of the Sith world of the um Star Wars. <laughs> right. So yeah, I I absolutely loved Rogue One. It was one of those that I expected it to kind of be kind of a mess because of the what happened in the background, but I really enjoyed it. And I know we've talked about the Cassian thing before too. Mm-hmm. I would love for it to come out that he was a spy for the Empire. Yeah, I, like I think that would be really great, and that he just couldn't go through with doing what he did um, 
in there. But no, I, yeah. I, I think I think this this is great. I think that uh I think yeah. Anyway, uh I'm excited for it. It's something we've known about for a while. We just didn't right. know yeah. when it was coming. Um, and now that we know, and it, it's coming out, it's, it, or, well, they said coming soon, but it's not until 2022. Yeah, because um, it's filming now. It got pushed yeah. back because of the global bastard. So, yeah, the beer bug, the Modelo bug, as Eric July likes to say. <laughs> That's my favorite. I like the that Modelo bug, uh, or, or like you know, honestly, it's more like the natural light bug. <laughs> anyway, because uh, it'll get you there, but it'll take a while. Uh, you know, we're, uh, we're, can't we're, take you anywhere, man. Yeah, you you really can't. Oh, what did I? <laughs> you know, I said something earlier today to to my coworker that he just kind of looked at me on the team's call and he was like, "I was like, yeah, you know, and just 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 roll with it." Um, <laughs> it was something. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he could have, if he could have, if well, you know, he's an older guy, so if he would. I don't think he knows who uh, Greta is, but he could have definitely been like, "How dare you? How dare you?" Uh, anyway. All right. So moving on. So we got Lando series. Um, and you you might ask, what's Lando series? Uh, it's not a system. It's a person, and it's a show about Lando Calrissian. Uh, yeah, so it's in the early stages of development. It says it doesn't currently have a release window at this time, so it's unclear who will play Lando in the series and at what point in the Star Wars timeline it will take place, whether it will be live action or animated. So, you know, that tells us nothing, absolutely nothing about what this is going to be. Uh, I want to see Donald Glover back. Yeah. Mainly because so, I'm a Donald Glover fanboy. I I'm, yeah. I enjoy everything he's in. I think uh, whenever a season of of Atlanta airs, it is one of the best three shows on television that year. Still haven't watched that. Oh, pass. pass. No, so, I watched. He is so good. So I Earn. yeah, I watched the first episode. Yeah. Like back when it first aired, and they dropped an F bomb, and I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, did I hear that? Wow. Right? Oh, well, yeah. FX yeah. baby. FX. Yeah. Baby. So. so I like how they said it might be animated or live action. Well, no, no, they didn't say it might be. They say it's unclear if it is. It's unclear. So uh, no, what, that's what I meant. Like they didn't specify. Well, this is from comic book resources. This isn't from from mm-hmm. uh, Star yeah. StarWars.com or Disney or, or any of that. So uh, yeah. Justin Simon is the going to be the showrunner. It's a exclusive series, so I'm guessing. It's going to be like six episodes. That's it. One and done, um, regardless of how popular it is. Um, Justin Simon is known for Dear White People, uh, which I actually watched and you didn't. Right. (laughs) Actually, the Dear White People movie isn't horrible. The Dear White People show on Netflix, I turned off after about. 17 minutes i actually made it further into that than i did that other show we tried to watch that um uh oh no you're not please no i don't remember what it's called cursed yeah the frank miller thing like i actually you know i made it through i think two two episodes of dear white people and uh because i actually i kind of liked the movie i thought the movie was okay so i'm kind of interested to see because they're bringing in some of these people who have never done any kind of like action or cgi based stuff and um it's you know not to say they can't do it i'm just really it's really interesting to see these kind of like new um 
woke storytellers come in and get a chance to to try and do something new and and hopefully they make it a little more mainstream yeah so, so. What, what i meant by the whole animation versus live action if they don't get donald glover i'm not really as i'm not no not really no i am not as not very interested in seeing it as a live action series without donald glover okay if they don't get donald glover or billy d who yeah. would you want to see play lando I'm trying to think, uh, and it's so funny. The first guy I thought about was John David Washington, but I don't know if he, I don't know if he has the. Mm-mm. He doesn't have cool, that kind of charisma. He doesn't have that cool for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that's something I would have to think on. But I just love Donald Glover, Glover so oh, yeah. much in that role. It's it's like one of those those instances of where you when you see a character in a role like. Again, I'm not comparing him to what Robert Downey Jr. did in Iron Man, but when I first saw Iron Man, I'm like, okay, this is this is Tony Stark. That I mean, that's Tony Stark. Yeah. And that's kind of how I looked at Donald Glover. And again, because I had my concerns going into that movie. So I just want to say, in like 2016, I called that shot on Twitter. It's still on my Twitter timeline. If you want to, you got go the through receipts. All that shit. I got the receipts. Uh, I said, if they do a Star Wars movie with Lando. Or you no, know, it's when they first announced Solo was going to be a thing. I said, "Great if they if they include Lando, it has to be Donald Glover." And so right. I one hundred percent claim the casting choice of Donald Glover. You hear that, Donald? Yep. Yeah. You're welcome. You're but... welcome, <laughs> sir. You are welcome. I. It is. It is my gift to you for the the years of entertainment you have given me, from um, the Mystery Squad to your stand up to Community. And the fantastic Atlanta. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, you know, uh, I, I don't know. Donald Faison <laughs> from Turk from Scrubs. You know, he's cool. He's a little he's, bit up there. He, well, I mean, but yeah, I mean, he's not Billy D. Old. This is true. I think he might be younger than Billy D. Was during Empire. So, um. I like Donald Glover. He could be good. Uh, he might have to grow grow some hair. Grow some hair. I, don't, I don't know if he can do that. But, I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we, there's no um, baldness in Lando's life. No, there's a great. No, there's there's a in Scrubs. He's he's talking to a guy. He goes, "You can ask me anything." And the guy goes, "Do you shave your head because it looks cool or because you're going bald?" And he goes, "I'd like to say it's because it looks cool." And then he looks down, kind of like Charlie Brown. He goes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, no, I need to uh, watch that. Yeah, too, I need to yeah. watch that show. Scrubs is great. Scrubs is Scrubs is a fantastic show. Um, all right, so Lando, yeah, if it's not Donald Glover, I don't know. I'll take Billy D, but that means we're too close to the sequel trilogy. Yeah, which I, again, don't get me wrong, love Billy D, but I'd rather have new stories, mm-hmm. like uh, throw it back into the past a little bit. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so this was the first big bomb that, like, I don't think anyone expected coming to come. Uh, Patty Jenkins tapped to direct Rogue Squadron for Disney and Lucas uh, Lucasfilm. Uh, so it says here this will be the next Star Wars film released and will focus on fighter pilots made famous in the Star Wars films. So hopefully we're getting a Wedge and Tilly's. Remember Wedge? Um, 
Do you remember? Did you watch that with Star Star uh, South Park with the member berries? I don't know. Oh, you don't remember the member berries? You have homework on the plane. You need to I go. I don't remember the member berries. You need to go to HBO <laughs> Max. Down, like, just look up all the episodes with the member berries. Download them to your phone or whatever, and watch them on the plane. Um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah. So she's directing. Uh. The Rogue One movie, and I think this is the first feature Star Wars. Yeah, it's the first one directed by a woman. Um, which, if you think about it, there's only been a few people. Actually, that's not true. JJ JJ Abrams directed a movie. He did too. So she's the second woman to direct a Star Wars movie. <laughs> I I don't even have a good follow up to that. Yeah. I mean, at least at least Ruin had the, the 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 balls to try something new. Yeah, I still think you're uh, upset from uh, Cloverfield. I, still. I I'll never get over that. <laughs> like honestly, that should have been Godzilla. For I've 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 talked about this a thousand times on the show uh, over the six years that this <laughs> fucking thing's been going on. Uh, anyway, I'm excited for this because I love the Rogue Squadron books. And please, please, please pull those back from from Legends EU into uh, into new canon. Um, so it also says that her film joins Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie, which the studio is currently developing. Jenkins' film will be released on Christmas Day, December 2023. If you were listening to the investor call, um, Kathleen Kenny accidentally said December 2021. So... Um, I'm, I'm happy. I was like, oh no, they're rushing this out. Uh, but no, this, this is great. And, and let's be honest. I mean, December is a great time for star Wars movies to come out. Uh, big, yes, big, 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 bad spaceship battles are, are going to be good. And she can do action. She 100% can do action. The, the, the majority oh. of wonder woman was fantastic. What we've seen from wonder woman, 1984, the, the fight bits have looked really good. Yeah, it, so I I do remember the, those Rogue Squadron books. I think I, I read maybe one or two of them, but I mean it's one of those things that's been so long ago. But I I agree. I want them to pull some of this EU stuff back into the uh, what what they call the current the canon. Just canon, yeah. It's just a say. canon, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. like John and John and Dave have been doing it over on the Mandalorian. So right. Um, let's just make sure it's a good story. Um. You know, it, it just like let's focus on on like badass fighter piloting, um, and let's remember, Patty, Miss Jenkins, if you will, space has four axes. You you don't just have to go front to back. You can go up and down in a dogfight in space. Please make that happen so, for me. I am so used to them doing that in Star Wars. To if she would do that and take advantage of how it really would be yeah. that would be awesome Hera did, did it in Hera awesome. did it in Rebels yeah right I told you I yeah. think I don't know if I told you I, I definitely called someone when when that happened oh that wasn't you it, it might have been who did I call anyway I told someone about that is the minute it happened I was like oh my god something just happened in Star Wars I've been waiting my whole life for and they're like what I was like they used space <laughs> properly i remember you said something about that to me but it wasn't it was like when you knew i was watching yeah it, it was, like, I was like yeah i told I'm, you i was right like here. i said yeah. wa- watch for it you're gonna you're gonna yeah. know and you're gonna realize why journalism all over the place um 
<laughs> so anyway, uh, no, I'm excited by this. I, I think I think Patty Jenkins is a good director. I I'm I'm still kind of interested to see what her Thor movie would have looked like. Um, even though I, I I'm I'm not a hater on the Dark World like most people. Um, like me, it's yeah. My least favorite MCU movie. Really? Yeah. More than it is. you 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 like that less than Age of Ultron. Yes. Oh, definitely. You like that definitely. less than Captain Marvel. Yeah, actually, not you, by much. I think Captain Marvel. You is... like that less than Black Panther. Oh, definitely. Really? I like Black Panther. Ugh. I just thought that Black Panther was seriously overrated. I like Black I, Panther I, the I second time it. I saw it when it was called Aquaman. Um, cause they fixed a lot of the weird, like storytelling things that, that, that they didn't get right. And the CG yeah. was much better in Aquaman. Oh, um, anyway, let's not even go into the CG of that movie. So, okay. So there's a Taika Waititi movie coming out with Tiki movie. What, 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 what TV? Anyway. Um, what TV? Yeah. What TV? Uh, there's a bunch of other things still to be announced. Uh, they didn't talk about any video games or anything like that, but we, so we know of, so we know there's five series that are in development. And so that means we have five more to go. <laughs> That's just, that is like this call kind of, or not kind of this call just showed that, they understand, hey, we have this product, this Disney Plus, and we're not taking full advantage of it. Well, Bob Iger came out and said for 2021, they have committed to 100 new content, 100 new bits of content, whether that's uh, series or movies. So there's 52 weeks. That means it's about two every year or two every week, um, which I think the biggest problem with Disney Plus is – there's not enough con- new content on it. There's not enough stuff that, that comes yeah. out on a regular basis. Um, right. Okay. So real quick, because I, I want to – I'm going to knock these next two out real quick. So the first one is um, there's an Alien series coming to FX. Um, it's from Noah Hawley. Um, they're, they're talking to Ridley Scott to be – uh, the executive producer Noah Hawley does or did Legion, and he does um, the Fantastic Fargo on on FX. So he's kind of FX Golden Boy. Um, and it says the series is billed as being the first Alien story set on Earth. It will blend uh, the timeless horror of the original 1979 movie and the nonstop action of the 1986 James Cameron directed sequel. <laughs> I don't like aliens. I don't know if I've ever told you about that. Um, I'm one of the few people who prefer alien to aliens. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. This will be interesting. It says uh, it'll be mind blowing if Scott if Scott directed an episode or two. It wouldn't be shocking given how he's directed two episodes recently of the HBO Max and very alien toned sci-fi series that he produced, Raised by Wolves, which I still never finished. Um, okay, so then in this the story from Deadline, um, Disney, Why the Last Man? Let's see. Alien. Da, da, da. So, uh, yeah, I guess Why the Last Man is still under development. They didn't really give uh, too much about that. But both of these are coming to FX and Hulu. Um, Hulu is not going away. It's not being folded in. It's It's going to continue to be its own thing, which I think is really cool, and it will allow them to 
tell more uh, adult stories and and continue doing some cool shiz. All right. So, so was, oh, sorry. Well, with aliens, I'm a huge fan of the aliens, the Cameron version, mm-hmm. and I, I like the alien. But and even though Noel Howley has a good track record, Aliens, that franchise is one of those things where I'm just kind of gun shy when something comes out just yeah. because of what we've gotten. Yeah. I mean, there's been Same a thing lot with of Predator, bad. honestly. Yeah. It's just a great franchise, a great property, intellectual property. It just hasn't, they haven't done it justice in these last several films. So, yeah. Hopefully, Howley. This- can do something with yeah. it. Was the last Predator, was that the Predator? Or was it just Predator? Um, I don't I remember. the Predator. Yeah, it was with the dude who was in uh, Logan, who had the robot arm in Logan. I don't remember that actor's yeah. name now. Uh, uh, I didn't hate it, but I'm also like not a huge fan of like Predator in general. So that was just kind of like, oh, I put it on because it was the last day it was going to be on HBO now and, you know, whatever. All right. Uh... So this last bit here. <laughs> mm. uh, Indiana Jones 5. <laughs> it is set for a spring uh, coming. Wait. Uh, oh, it's going into production this spring for a July 2022 release. So they're going to have to pump this thing out fast. So Harrison, no planes. No letting things fall on you and breaking your leg. Um, Let's uh, do that. It was previously announced that James Mangold is directly in comm score currently. Okay. So uh, no mention of Chris Pratt, who was rumored to be attached. Just Harrison Ford returning per Kennedy. Uh, Zero interest. I still haven't seen Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, I like Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't like... uh, I was going to say Legion of Doom, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. And I love Search for the Holy Grail. Um, <clears throat> so there's that. I don't know. I, I just, I don't want to see, I'm, 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 I'm done with Harrison Ford mailing it in for this nostalgia paycheck. Yeah. And you're talking about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That, that is one of the, another, that's one of a few handful of movies that I wanted to walk out of. Yeah. While watching because it was and again, I, 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 I'm fine with stuff being just unbelievably just ridiculous at times. Oh, yeah. I watch fast. And, hey, I, I love Hobson Shaw, for example. Yeah. But, but I just threw but I, re- I really yeah. don't have because you because what you said him mailing it in. Yeah. And like you have ridiculous and then you pair that off with the main cat the main character mailing something in mm-hmm. and just having no passion it, it's a disaster and crystal skull for me was a, a disaster so i haven't watched it since i went to the movies to see it i uh i remember i told my mother-in-law shia labeouf's character was named kentucky jones and then he was indiana jones's son before they went to see it i was like yeah he plays his son his name's kentucky jones and kentucky uh, jones. no idea that he actually was his son in the movie so <laughs> she's like oh how do you know that? i was like i don't know just uh, yeah that um so uh, the other the other cool thing from lucas film is uh the willow series coming to disney plus is directed by john uh john chu who is very very good and it'll be exciting to see that because that picks up, um, I think they said it was like 40 years after Willow. Um, 
the movie. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is interesting stuff. All right, there was a ton of Marvel stuff, which I didn't write any of that down because, honestly, I, I had been, like, my brain was fried from all the cool Star Wars news. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say the 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 trailer for WandaVision, the new trailer for WandaVision, which, com- which comes out on January 15th, is amazing. I the, need to watch that The new the trailer for Bucky and the Winter Soldier, which comes out in March, is amazing um man the what if stuff was really cool the best thing that they showed was the loki trailer i still i did not watch see one of those trailers well because you messaged me like when are they going to talk about marvel i'm like they just did (laughs) yeah so so and also did you see the news about well so you know they talked about thor love and thunder you know, uh, yeah, Christian Bale's playing Gore yeah, the God Butcher. Gore, Gore the God Butcher. So, like, I mean, so that makes sense. I mean, that's how we're going to get, um, you know, uh, Jane Foster Thor. Um, right. Oh, Kevin Feige confirmed that they're not going to cast John David Williams as a uh, – or um, what's his name? John David Washington. John David Washington. <laughs> Uh, as um, Black Panther, that they're not going to recast the character. I understand, like, having respect for Chadwick Boseman. But he played Black Panther in one full movie, bits of two movies, in the final fight scene of a fourth movie. Right. Um, I, you know, I, he did, he did great. He was a great T'Challa. I, I thought the Russos did a much better job with him than, than Ryan Coogler did. Um, but I, this is just so short-sighted on their part. They're going to recast Captain, uh, America and they're going to recast Iron Man. I, I don't understand this, this, this decision and, and definitively saying this because if they have to turn around and walk it back. You know, it's going to look bad. It's going to look worse. Um, Yeah. So, but yeah. Okay. So she Hulk got announced. Uh, Tim Roth is coming back as abomination. Um, It hasn't started. um, um, So apparently there's two she Hulks because Mark Ruffalo is coming is going to be in there. Um, (laughs) Moon Knight (laughs) armor wars. Do you remember the armor wars comic book? No, I never read uh, that. So they have that, which, uh, you know, Don Cheadle is going to be in that. So, you know, his War Machine is going to have a skirt. Uh, Secret Invasion, which looks interesting. They're doing Ironheart, which, you know, nobody likes Riri Williams. So I'm not no. sure why they're doing that. She's not that. a likable character, honestly. She, I've tried reading that. Yeah, she's not. She's, I don't know. They showed some stuff from Ms. Marvel with uh did you see all the like fix Miss Marvel hashtag stuff going on where people are like bitching about the casting because they're not exactly the the exact demographic of the character in the show or in the in the comic. Oh my goodness. So, I'm um, not surprised. No. Not at all. Anyway, um so no, the Loki trailer, you gotta track the Loki trailer down. That looks amazing. Um they announced Captain Marvel two, which is gonna have uh, I'm in Vanilla uh, uh, 
I can't say her last name. Uh, the girl who's playing Miss Marvel, and then uh, Tayona. Have a grown Pe- up Monica. Yeah, it's a grown up Monica Rambeau who is in WandaVision. Okay. So, and then they're doing a um, <laughs> a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special for the Plus. <laughs> so, hopefully, I, that is better than the Star Wars Star Wars Christmas special. But I don't think it's that hard. It's a very low bar to to have to pass. Uh, Disney will be spending fourteen to sixteen billion dollars on all streaming content by twenty twenty four as it ramps up production. So, goodbye Disney in movie theaters. Um, so. The mm, Ra- yeah. Ra- Raya the Dragon Slayer or whatever it's called is is gonna yeah, be. I've... It's gonna get the Mulan treatment, isn't it? Uh, it's coming direct, yeah. But I don't think you have to pay extra for it. Okay. So because I actually saw that I actually I was I saw that trailer a couple months ago, and I'm that's one of those I would you know check out. So there's something on here called Arc, which is a series that's coming out. I don't know if this is Disney. It doesn't say. But I just stopped because the picture looks just like Cora. So someone's stealing some artwork. Um, ah. <laughs> anywho. Um, Your yes. boy's back, too. My boy. They talk, uh, They officially announced Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah. Ant-Man Quantum and the Wasp. Quantum Mania. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is, uh, this is interesting. So um, lots of cool stuff. Lot, lots of fun stuff coming out. Oh, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, they announced, um, will be coming out, and it's going to tie into WandaVision and uh, Multiverse of Madness. And then John Watts is directing the Fantastic Four movie, which was announced. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sister Act 3 is coming out. Nobody cares. Uh, they're doing a reimagining of Cheaper by the Dozen, but with black people. Uh, okay, you're you're killing the momentum we had. They're doing. Uh, do you remember the movie <laughs> Enchanted with yeah. Amy Adams? They're doing a sequel yeah. to that called Disenchanted. Um, Is she yeah. going to be returned? What? Yeah, she's back. Amy Adams is back. Okay. But I don't know if James okay. Marston is back though. James James Marston Cyclops should definitely be back as Prince Charming. Well, no, he got killed off screen. Remember? <laughs> I'm sorry. Too soon. Uh, you know, next time I see you, I'm going to smack you in your stupid face. Well, hey, you deserve it after your Black Widow, what you do to Haley. <laughs> like, you deserve every hey, bit of that. I do it to you, too. So don't just say <laughs> I do it to Haley. Uh, I, I, I'm not just picking on a 13-year-old girl. I'm picking on a 43-year-old man as well. So <laughs> anyway. You're uh, a monster. You're a monster. Eat me. <laughs> Uh, oh, hey! Some other like non cool, uh, cool non Disney news. They're gonna do a revival of iCarly with Miranda Cosgrove, Jerry Trainer, and Nathan Cress all coming back. Um, and apparently, they're gonna be grown up adults. So uh, I don't. I know you've probably never watched iCarly and don't know what that is, but that was a very, uh, very popular show in my house. Yeah, when, when uh, was not little. one second. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna ask if it was gonna be kind of like the Boy Meets World, where they were, they were adults. No, but Haley has watched that one like 500 times. You try to get her to watch Boy Meets uh, The Girl Meets World. You try to get her to watch Boy Meets World. She's like, no, I'm not having any of that. <laughs> pass. pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. She's like, she's like, Dad, this is like the original Battlestar Galactic to you. It's unwatchable. She never said that, but the original Battlestar Galactic is unwatchable. Oh, I was about to say that is a strong kind of 
line right there. Yeah. Uh, we're getting <laughs> a bunch of like cool like Pixar and Disney TV shows and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, Groot's gonna all, have yeah his short his own shorts his his own baby Groot shorts. So yeah, I wonder if they're gonna shorts do as an animated shorts. Yeah, I wonder if they're I gonna believe. do a baby Groot Groot go uh, or Grogu uh, crossover event at some point. <laughs> That would be awesome. So, Count me in for that one. Yeah. I'll pay Disney dollars for that. So they're recasting Cassie Lang in Quantumania. Um, Big Little Lies actress Catherine Newton is joining the cast as Cassie Lang. She's the daughter of Paul Rudd, Scott Lang, and she has the same powers as her father because, you know, it's a suit. It's not actual powers. Um. So... I mean, I think it kind of sucks that they're recasting. Ew. Um, they're not even calling her Stinger. Her superhero alias is Stature. <laughs> Barf. Well, she was Stature in the comics. I don't care. She's always going to be Stinger to me. <laughs> Did you cross your arms right there when <laughs> I you said totally that? I totally do. <laughs> <laughs> I 100. You, you know me too well. Um, okay. So, yeah, the Disney stuff has been great. Like, tons of cool stuff happening. Tons of school st- cool stuff coming. Hashtag out. winning. They were uh, winning. They won. Yeah. They won the day. So they ne- won the week. Netflix definitely has their brown pants on right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, as good as it is, I don't know if Cobra Kai can, you know alleviate like this just yeah. the bomb disney drop today. I, I just think Dis- i like it's so funny because like i titled this episode disney dropping bombs and then when you got on the call you said disney dropped some bombs i was like i know <laughs> so anywho all right let's uh let's move on to our last uh last little topic of the day um the expanse comes out next wednesday Oh, man, can't wait. I'm so very excited. Um, Okay, so real quick, before we get into Alex Amos and the Rosinante, or the Rossi, um, Daryl is going to be going to Disney World, and he's going to pick me up the Ahsoka Legacy lightsabers from Rebels, which I'll Venmo you the money uh, immediately upon purchase. But (laughs) (laughs) um, anywho, you're flying front. See, I was going to ask, but you're flying Frontier, so I don't think you're gonna even have room to to put baggage yeah they, they commandeer stuff like that. yeah they make you wear they're like oh you have to pay to wear that shirt on our plane um <laughs> damn it uh anyway um so no so we're he's gonna come back and i think maybe when do you get back monday uh sunday actually. sunday okay so on monday we'll probably do a quick review of chapter 15 um and get that up monday night or whenever we were able to do it. So, yeah. So, if you're looking for a Mandalorian uh, review right now, you're just going to have to wait a couple days, or maybe a day, uh, two at most. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, The Expanse, new episode, new season, season five, starts on about a week from when we're recording this, and um, it'll be coming out on Wednesdays. We're going to do... We're not going to do the first three episodes all in one episode. We're going to do those. Um, we're going to do the first episode with the last episode of The Mandalorian. And then we're going to do two real short, like, quick hits about the next two episodes to be ready for next Wednesday. So you guys are going to get a lot of content from us for the next week. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Alex Amos Rosinante. Um, Alex Kamal, heart and soul of the crew. 
So I had it in the same order as you did. Well, I just put in an order. I mean, I didn't. I just wrote it down. I didn't put it in any particular order. Yeah, I did. Yeah, same thing. But first bullet for Alex, the heart. (laughs) Because that's what he absolutely is. Um, One of the things I, a person like Alex, he's one of those that, and especially on rewatching it. So in season three, which we both think is the best season of The Expanse, where it comes out that Naomi did not tell the truth about destroying the proto-molecule. He's really the only one that actually kind of still interacts with her. Yeah, he I made mean, her lasagna. He does, yeah. He, I mean, he says, don't get me wrong, I'm still mad as hell at you. Mm-hmm. You know, he has to put the yeah in there. Yep. So he is that foundation of, and this is what makes me nervous again, we're still we're still getting him in season five, but this is what makes me a little nervous about season six is he is that he is the tie that binds these people together. Right. And I don't know how the dynamic is going to work without mm-hmm. him. I don't think it but will. I, yeah, Cass Anver is so he has I love his draw, his that you know that, that draw okay. he has. So just, he's Martian on the show. So Cat Alex Kamala is a Martian. And in yeah. the expanse, the Mars was was I guess pioneered was originally settled by uh, Indian folk in Texas folk. So everybody's looks like an Indian and sounds like Jerry Jones from the from the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, because. Uh... Like one of Bobby's squad members, he was he immigrated from Earth, and I believe he was from Texas. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was that that was the whole the whole thing. So, um, it's it's just funny. But no, so Alex was a, a Martian Marine who was a or Martian Marine uh, in the Martian Navy. He was a pilot, um, you know, but he wasn't ever. He wasn't distinguished or anything. He just. Oh, I'm sorry. It says here it was Indian and Chinese. Um not just Texas. Uh, sorry. So, cause it's called the Mariner Valley and everything like that. Uh, but no, so he, he, he was never, um, he never got to fly the fast, fast attack gunships like the Rossi and the Martian congressional, uh, Republic Navy, uh, MCRN. And he did his 20 years. He, he was honorably, uh, discharged and, you know, um, it's funny that he's the heart and soul of the Rossi because to his own family, he's a, a giant douchebag. Yeah. And I have to think of when he finally tells them that, hey, I'm alive. I didn't die on the Donager. Mm-hmm. He tells them, And again, we're all for having, you know, telling people the truth. But when he's like, hey, this is more important to me flying. Yeah. Than you, that is. For your dad or for uh, your husband to say that to you, mm-hmm. and and he didn't say it in he he tried to say it in you know a letting them down easy way, but there's no way to say something like that and you know not take it to heart, right? So, yeah, you're right. He you know he he is so important to the Rossi crew, but you know to his own family, he is kind of he's just not there yeah he he's just i mean he's a absentee deadbeat dad and right you know um which is it's it's like everybody else he's got his secrets and 
he's got you know he's got his crosses to bear and his his reasons for being out on on the you know the raggedy edge the you know as mal reynolds would say um but yeah so you know he's he's when we meet alex he's the one of the pilots at the cant and um it, it seems like he's really well liked and when they go to check out the the distress ship you know he takes the shuttle he pilots the shuttle and everything and he, he seems he seems like he's very capable but he also seems like he's just very disconnected because he's always got his headphones on yeah um and then when the donny or when the donny when the camp blows up and they get taken into the donager um he he's separated and we don't know why like you know like i i thought i thought we'd learn so much about him in that third episode um, more than we really learned about anybody else in, in one entire episode, right? Right. Um, but then, yeah, when the when the Donnie blows up and and he he gets to fly the uh, uh the Tachi, um, <laughs> before before the it's it's rechristened, um, you know he he's he's very excited about this and and he's got he's trying to prove something to himself. And he does that very, very quickly, which I like. I like that, you know, he's a pilot, he's an accomplished pilot um, and he never got this chance. And here he is just doing what you're supposed to do out there is, is just kind of grabbing life by the balls and, and making it happen. Flying, flying that wild blue yonder. Yeah. Oh, well, grab, grabbing space. Yeah. Grabbing life by the donkey balls. <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah, I love, and you're right in, in that episode where he's talking about, hey, I serve, you know, which is more I can say for some of you all, or I, I don't think he put it in that way. I'm, well, know, well, I'm he talks, he, I mean, he tells Jim, he's like, you know, I served. I, I didn't, I wasn't dishonorably discharged. And, you know, it's like, damn, Amos has, or Amos, Alex has teeth. Um, but no, I like, you know, he's great. I love the relationship between him and him and Amos. I love the relationship between him and the Rosinante, um, mm-hmm. who he has 100% personified and I think is 100% in love with. I'm really looking forward to the relationship between him and Bobby. If they go the yes. way of the book, because they become very, very close friends. Um, and, and it, it's really cool. And th- yeah. And that's, that's another one of the bullet points I had. I really want to see that relationship. I mean, we've seen it, here and there kind of like the preview i would say mm-hmm. like um but to see them on the rossi to see them you know that camaraderie grow and that bond form like we saw in the books mm-hmm. i i'm really really looking forward to that yeah and, <laughs> and you know the bond is formed over the lost dream of mars which is heartbreaking right at the same time yeah, because watching season four, seeing Bobby and you know how she's working with um, the criminal element. Got his name. Yeah, yeah. Ursa. And the or, um, no wait. Yeah, and what, yeah, Ursa, Ursa Morales, right? Yeah, Morales. Yeah. yeah. So watching him and she's when she asks him why is he doing this and he's like, hey, this dream is dead. You know it. Yeah. You know, when these worlds opened up, the idea of Mars having becoming a garden was killed so they both yeah so when you have 
a tragedy and, and you know a lot of times they say people bond over tragedies mm-hmm. and kind of, well kind of like how the Rossinante crew yeah. bonded over losing the can it's just, it's very similar yeah. and remember so the for camp. Alex and yep so for Alex and Bobby to grow up in this hey we're making Mars a garden Mars first we're mm-hmm. going to what we're going to put we're going to make this a real world right since birth they they've had that taught to them so to get that taken away and no that's never going to happen that that is some absolutely something yep. you know two martians would gel over yes sir um and then you know uh when they're naming the the Rosinante, right and he he, he wants to call it the screaming uh what uh screaming firehawk screaming firehawk uh so yeah so screaming, yeah. hashtag hat to to all our expanse uh brothers and sisters out there hashtag screaming firehawks um, so yeah r- real quick on that it's funny so again i've mentioned this couple before nikki and steven react so after a couple episodes you know after a few episodes after he said that uh right the first thing you hear when you know they come on screen is steven he's like screaming firehawks for every episode <laughs> nice like through season four it's That's hilarious funny yeah um but no, I mean, Alex is a he's a great character. Um, I'm I'm like you. I, I have some trepidations going into the season, knowing it is Cass Anvar's last. Um, for reasons, and yeah. And real quick, did you real quick did you see the speaking of, and again still the expanse. So we thought season six is the last one, but evidently uh, Frank and Abraham or Abrams, the writer said, technically it's not over. It's being put on pause, whatever that means. So they're going to wait 10 years for all these actors to get to the right age and, and come back. I don't know. And it had something to do with, I think Alcon actually owns the rights to the show and you know the production and everything and right now they just have a contract with amazon to distribute it ah so you know i'm it was one of those things i saw i actually saw a little bit earlier today not sure what any of it means if it means anything so that was just from the art from the authors themselves said that okay all right so well maybe there's hope maybe we'll get laconia after all um cool all right moving on amos burton Hands down, the best character on the show. Absolutely. Um, he oh, uh, so Cass plays Alex Kamal. Uh, Amos Burton is played by the fantastic Wes Chatham. Um, if you want a great like kind of entry level uh, to Wes Chatham, uh, check out the unit. I think it's the last season. He shows up as uh, one of the new members of the unit, and he is freaking awesome. Um in there with with dennis haysbert and tv's scott foley um so did you hear how he got his acting start uh no like so he was they they were i can't remember what production it was it was filming they were actually filming on his ship because he was you know actually oh wait he was in the navy yeah yeah and you know they were like hey we need some guys that look basically for this you know for the background roles tough Mm -hmm. and he was one of the ones that they picked ah and you know, a couple of movies here and there, and he's landed in Expanse as my absolute favorite character. He's amazing. Um, Amos is uh, Amos is uh, equal parts teddy bear and equal parts psychopath. Um, yeah. So 
Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil anything about his trip back to Earth for this season. Yes. Um, so let's looking, let's not I'm really excited for this. Yeah. So he's Amos is just uh, he doesn't care, um, and and that bothers him, you know. Yes. Um, and it's not that he doesn't care about people; he doesn't care about life, um, and except for his family. Yeah. So before you know, earlier today, I know we were going to talk about this. So what I know you called him psychopath. So I, I don't know exactly if he is more of a psychopath or a sociopath. However, again, reading, I, I actually took the sociopath test and good news. I'm average sociopath, whatever that means. Duh. <laughs> but, Duh. <yeah. laughs> but your point of saying he doesn't care and it bothers him is that is so, and again, one of the great kind of arcs for him was in season two when, or was it season three when they met Prax? Or no, no, season two. Season two. Season two when, when they, they meet yeah, him. Season, yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that when they meet uh, Cortazar and they find out that basically his empathy has been burned out of his brain. Mm-hmm. And Amos asked if, you know, is it, can that be reversed? Because he knows he can, he understands that that's how he is. So it's just, it's imagining that, you know, something's wrong with you, you know, what's wrong with you, but you can't fix it. And it bothers you that this stuff doesn't bother you. It's kind of, it's really trippy when you think about it. It's sad. It's it's really sad. Yeah. And like, and again, you know, we'll learn more about his time growing up in this season, which I'm very excited for, mm-hmm. but you get snippets of the hard life he lived. One of the things you, uh, in season three, when he told Amos or he told Alex, I haven't felt fear since I was five years old. Right. And then Alex, obviously he says, dude, I wish I could be like that. And the way Amos looks at me says, no, no, you don't you don't. Yeah. And like, that gives me like, just saying that right now, that gives me chills because so much was in that mm-hmm. re- response about his life right and you do and it's funny that callback of five years old is called back in season four when he goes blind and when he said you know he was talked about when i was five years old i had nightmares and i woke up and it was dark Mm -hmm. and that's when they came yeah um that is you have that right but then you get you get the comedy side of him too right yes like when avasarala comes on the Rosinante and she's got to wear the boots, the the mag boots. And he's like, it's like walking around in pumps. And she goes, how would you know what it's like to walk around in pumps? And he goes, I wasn't always a mechanic. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> yeah. like it was perfect. Um, yeah. You know, taking the, when the one Martian moon gets blown up and he, he takes it off the Martian flag. Cause he's trying to apologize to Alex. Like that's <laughs> yeah. legitimately funny. And, yeah. but like to everybody else, but Alex, <laughs> Yeah, and like his one-liners are so good. Like, is there something we still have to discuss? Like when he's talking to um, a couple of Mercury's guys oh, yeah. in season four, and they just like back off. Yep. Um, or with Miller when when he's like talking about how he killed Miller's friend, and he's like, you know, if if you've got something you want to get off your chest, that's fine. 
but yeah. <laughs> you know yeah he's like yeah he's like he pointed a gun at uh naomi yeah so he basically killed himself <laughs> yeah he was like he killed himself he, he pointed a gun at naomi he was he was dead the second he did that uh yeah. i do love the end of season four though because it was one of my favorite parts of the the end of book five um was when he uh he goes to Murtry and and he's all happy Murtry's healed. <laughs> yeah, you got the leg brace off, I see. Yeah. And and so he can he can uh kick the crap out of him. Very Viltrumite of him. Um wanting the, the prisoner to be at full strength before he damages him again. <laughs> uh I and, too. and with uh in the show when it happened and he lets Murtry take the first hit, the look on his face of pure unadulterated joy was the most terrifying thing of that season. And that was a season filled with uh, the the scariest version of the proto-molecule, a planet trying to yeah. kill you. <laughs> yeah, and melting moons. Yeah. And stopping fusion from yeah. working. Just, yeah. you know, changing that, changing the laws of physics. No, thank you. Hard pass. Yeah. Wes, Wes is a perfect... And I think I would say all this whole cast is just... The casting of this show has was so well done. Yep, and I think uh, Chatham leads it as far as he is the perfect Amos yeah. for me. Oh yeah. So and you know it's like you you watch um the the um the Adam Savage interview with him it is great. Uh, if you guys want to go to YouTube um and and look up the best of Amos Burton, it's like a five minute video of just solid gold. Um. On, on you know from from the whole series so far but yeah all right so the last the last character the the the, the one last the but certainly lady. certainly not least the the little lady the corvette class light frigate um torpedo bomber the rasanante formerly the tashi um what what, what did what, what did prax call it oh yeah, so, the Contorta. The Contorta, thank you. Um, but then back to the Resonante after that. Um, so yeah, the Rossi is is a character um, all to herself. Um, and, and she is much loved by her crew. Yeah. All of them. They all love this ship. Like, this is their home. They, it's not just, to them, it's not just a ship. Um, it's their home. And I, I will say... Um, I did learn something about the Rasinante today as I was putting the show notes together. I did not realize they named the reconnaissance drones. I didn't know that. Pert, Lee, and Lifeson. I where did you where did you see that? I didn't even know that. Uh, I got it off of the Expanse wiki, so I don't know if that's true or not. But, um, but yeah. So learn something the, new every day. Uh, the Rasanante as a uh, it's a layered so the cool okay so a couple things uh, it's 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 supposed to have a crew of twelve and also carry up to six Marines in all their gear so the four of them just poking around in there is really cool because a lot of the Rasanante uh, systems are automated to the point when they first get it Naomi's like what do we even need an engineer for you don't need me um, yeah, she's pissed she's, she's like I want to fix something I want to work like, on something I just want something to fix um but uh, um the interesting thing to think about is the Rosinante is just a, a tube essentially a, a tube of death and um when they get to the point in season 4 where they have to land it and I don't think they did a very good job of this on the show um the 
the floors become the walls and the walls become the floors um, because of the orientation of the ship and the way it has to land and, and, and take off and everything in, in atmosphere. Um, but man, this is like, it is such a cool looking ship. Yeah. I, I'm looking at my little. Rossi yeah. Right yeah. We now. both have the, the tiny little $5 Rossi you can get on Amazon. I'm, I'm shocked. They haven't done more toys um, of this. Yeah, I, I saw on the Lego Ideas somebody had done a Rasinante. Um Yeah, but and I, I was looking for you know with my whole Funko obsession, looking for some pops with mm-hmm. the characters. Nope. But for the Ros- for the Rossi, I'm thinking of the B like kind of like the BSG those diecast metal mm-hmm. you know ships that we both have. Yeah, I would love to have one of Dude, those. How great of would the that be? How great would that be? Yeah, because I have that. I have the Star Wars ones too. Um, but yeah, I, it was it would just be amazing to have like a bigger version of it too, right? So, I, I it's one of those things where it kind of like what one of the things you said is it's it's a home, mm-hmm. and so that's why watching The Mandalorian last week and seeing <sighs> too soon, Mando, it's too soon, yeah. So uh, I, I R.I.P. Crest, R.I.P. Yeah, watching the Razor Crest just get blown. Mm-hmm. To, ash basically that's exactly and hit and his reaction to it oh yeah that would be the reaction to the rossi crew yeah did i send you that meme Uh, about the razor crest just being a pile of dust yes the new (laughs) the new Haslab. yeah (laughs) um yeah so i mean and, and it's like you called her she's the little ship that could right like she's tough as nails she's she's got an armament but I think the most important weapon, the two most important weapons on the Rossi are Alex in the pilot chair and Naomi fixing whatever needs to be fixed. Yes. So, or actually, let me rephrase that. Naomi knowing what needs to be fixed and either doing it herself or sending Amos to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I, I, again, we've talked about, I love how they do combat in this show they use we were talking about you were just talking about you know with the rogue squadron they use all four dimensions of space yes and that makes for some really kick-ass fights the the scene where they're fighting the stealth ship and alex goes around the space station the way he does and comes up and then flips and does that burn and opens fire on them that is the like the space the space battles and the expanse, specifically with the Rosinante, are the one hundred percent best space battles in all of science fiction. Yes, Battlestar Galactica is a very, very close second. Like it's one A, one and one A. Yeah, and and again, to, to top that off, or not top it off, but to add to that is when they sheared the engines off that UN ship. Oh yeah, save Bobby and Avizarala. Mm-hmm. I love how they use yeah. the dimensions of I mean, space. And it's, yeah, it's great. It's not. It's 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 funny because it can be a blunt object, but most of the time it's a scalpel, and mm-hmm. um, it's like Batman in um in the Dark Knight Re- Returns, and he's like when he's talking to the leader of the mutants, he's like, you know, you think this is a fight, you think this is a blood pit? No, this is an operating table, and I'm the surgeon, and you know that's what I think about every time I see Alex, you know, just taking stuff out. Yeah, um, I love the sound of those PDCs going. Oh yeah, that. Um, my favorite, my favorite bit of the Rasenante though is it was season two 
when they're chasing the the proto molecule um, hybrid, and you know they have to break off and they go to save the synambulist, and and Holden's like, put me on all the open frequencies, and Alex is like, oh, nothing good comes from this, Jimmy, um, and, and Holden goes, this is James Holden of the warship Rasanante, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and and like you know, I mean, they're they're against other Martian vessels, and these Martian vessels don't even want to mess with it. That's how awesome the ship is. Yeah, he's like, you know what we're capable of. He's like, this is your yeah. first and final warning. Yeah, it, it is. It is so Mind very drop. cool. <laughs> well, and then if you, it's mirrored in in season four when uh the um. Oh, I forget what the RCN ship is called. Um, the Thomas Hale. No, that was the the one ship. Um, anyway, the the ship over Illus, and they uh they send the the shuttle as a bomb towards the Rasanante, and and Alex, um, <laughs> gets on the horn. And he goes, "This is the gunship Rasanante. I have all my weapons pointed at you. Uh, someone who knows something is gonna gonna get on the horn because we need to have a talk." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's like way to embrace your inner James, way to yeah, do it, Alex. Yeah, yeah, he's learned learn. a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. So we went really long last week. I, I think I think this is a good stopping point. So the expanse starts on Wednesday the fifteenth. Um, really looking forward to it. We're gonna be back on. If you're listening to this on on um, Sunday, we'll be back Monday or Tuesday with our Mandalorian review and then yeah so anyway any last words got two words for you Disney rocks so (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah I've got six words Netflix should wear their brown pants um because Disney plus is definitely coming for them uh this is this is interesting this is this whole thing today is an opening salvo in a streaming service war that I don't think anyone's ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, is, is this going to be like the um, the fast food wars and Demolition Man? Um, ooh, where only Taco Bell survives? I certainly yeah. hope not. So, <laughs> I like to have choices. Um, yeah. If, if, okay, before we go. You can only keep one streaming service. What is it? Well, before today, it was yeah. Netflix. Really? Honestly. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Well, yeah, I would say Netflix. But now, and I'm talking about services that I'm not including. I could say Prime, but Prime would, you know, there's, you know, you can pay for stuff. I'm not mm-hmm. counting that type of content. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I'm just streaming talking streaming, content. just the streaming yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, right now, based on the promises that we've been and the previews that we've been given, Disney Plus, I, I'd have to say, in the future, Disney Plus, yeah, would be number one. Hmm. Interesting. What about you? Hulu. Oh yeah, an evil hey, plot to just take over the world. No, I freaking love Hulu. I mean, I I was a beta tester for Hulu. I'm I'm very yeah. partial to Hulu. I like it. I I like Hulu has grown leaps and bounds. Um. It is it, it. You can see current stuff on Hulu. You can see, you know, past stuff. They've got a ton of movies. They have a ton of shows right now. They have all the FX stuff, which you know is the stuff I like. Um, but yeah, Hulu, man, I love it. I that's the one thing. Like that's I think the 
Hulu has that advantage is the fact that they you can some content you can watch basically the next day. Oh yeah. Or it's almost every it's yeah, it's day. everything. Everything's yeah, the next, next day. day. So Yeah. So um, yeah. But yeah, like Netflix, I have just so there's just and I know Hulu has anime, you know, I'm an anime head, so there's a ton of anime on Netflix. Cow- Cowboy Bebop's uh, on Hulu. Yeah, yeah, that's I still haven't watched that show. <laughs> I I say that a lot, I think. I still haven't watched that. <laughs> I, I noticed. So, but yeah, Netflix before that now. How dare and then you? Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Are we going to have the streaming wars on the podcast? Yep. Anyway. All right. Cool. Well, on that note, we will see you guys next week. Probably a bunch. Uh, everybody, hope, uh, wish Daryl a, a good, safe trip to Disney World. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Peace out. This podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at infamouspodcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamouspodcast for our new tiers and rewards. The Infamous Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is. And we'll see you next time. Later.